on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Oh, we here, people. We are here. We are here. Welcome to Raw Mind Sports. <clears throat> Hello, world. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. Oh, boy, we got a lot of NBA talk to talk about today, right? Game one, Boston Celtics versus Miami. Game seven, L.A. Clippers versus the Nuggets. Completely disappointed. Completely. But uh, I'm going to share this real quick to a few viewers. And also, people, don't no worries if you missed this. No worries. I'm, I'm gonna put this on my podcast so you'll hear the audio on Spotunes, mm, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. Yeah, that's it. Um, hold on a second, people. Just getting a few people in here for you guys so we get started. Here we go. Here we go. All right, people, here we go, man. Game one, Boston Celtics versus Miami. Everything, everything that I expected out of the Boston Celtics in the Miami series, they're, they're so even. Like, they have the, the same styles, and they just try to pick you apart and beat you with their strengths. They're very versatile. They're very versatile. And by the way, people, I got it on live on Facebook as well. So, you know, if you want to leave some comments and talk about something, let me know. I'll be able to see it. So, therefore, I can actually talk to you guys about it and kind of comment on the things that you're talking about. But game one was everything that I expected it to be. The Miami Heat. Versus the Boston Celtics. Like I told people before. Jason Tatum could be great. Jalen Brown could be great. But Kimber Walker has to be the X Factor. And he even said himself in the press conference that He's not been playing well. We need you to play well. The Boston Celtics need you to play well, Kimber, to win this series. You got to win that matchup. Whoever's going to you, no matter who it is, you are the X factor for the Boston Celtics. Eric Spolster is a veteran coach. Pat Riley and him work very well together, no matter what, if Pat Riley's on the sideline coaching that. They've been here before. They've been in championships before. They know the style of play the game of basketball is made of. Eric Spolster is a coach who was a cameraman before he became the head coach. So he knows what the Boston Celtics have, and he knows what he's going up against. But it's a different dog. They got Jimmy Butler. They got some good role players, and here will probably win the rookie of the year. Iggy's still there. From a, a veteran like Iggy has been there. He's been with the Golden State Warriors and won a couple of championships. So he's been down this road before. The X-Factor Kimba. 
They acquired you. I know other series, you know, like you didn't have to do as much, but at least 60%. You had to bring in at least 60%. 60%. 60% this series because they acquired you exactly for this moment. We know Tatum and Brown get theirs. We know Jimmy Butler going to get his. But they're going to need more from you to put the icing on the cake to get them to the NBA Finals. Finals. You have to win your – you have to win your matchup. And you have to do a better job. And you hit a clutch shot in the fourth quarter. That was cool. But think about all the shots you missed before then. The turnovers before then. Kimba, they got you for this very moment. They went after you hard because you fit the style they played. So, like you said before, you have to win this matchup. It's simple. You have to win this matchup, man. Just, just that simple. And you got to do better. I don't know who. I don't even care who guarding you. You're the X factor. You got to make it happen. I'm again. We know. We know what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is going to bring. We know with the Miami Heat overall, their team perspective is the best shot available gets it. And we know in crunch time, we're going to make a way to make sure Jimmy Butler bees in a, a purpose spot or purpose position to execute to win the game. That's, that's the first part. Now, now, we've seen the man, the, the, probably the best player on the team, of course, Jason Tatum, gets the ball to win the game, the, the flesh it. He went with execution. You couldn't ask for a better play than that, right? He goes to the basket hard. He goes not to lay it up. He goes to throw it down. And guess who was there? That kid out of North Carolina named Bam out of Little Washington. His hand was literally, literally in the rim and found a way to deny that. You can't ask for that and better than that against a very good player in Jason Tatum. You can't ask for that better than that. Than that against a really good player in Jason Tatum. That matters. He made a big stop in a crucial moment. I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you like I tell everybody else. This is going game seven. Seven. To me, I'd be shocked if it go less. But I look at this going seven games because these teams going to go edit each and every night. Somebody do for a bad game in one of these nights. And the team that has the bad player that has a bad night going to lose. The team that has a bad night going to lose. Just that simple. And game seven is going to be put up or shut up. But Kim Walker, like I said in my raw thoughts, this has to be your, your, your series. You have to win your matchup. And with Jalen Brown and Jay Tatum win theirs, you can get to the NBA Finals. That's how I feel. You got to win your matchup, Kimber. If you don't, you're going home. This is the time. Regardless of the other series going game seven with Toronto, this is your time. This is what they're saying. Danny Ang is saying. This is what we acquired you for to be the X factor. The person who doesn't have the best matchup but should be able to win his matchup. No matter how small you are, it's about your dog and your heart. He is expecting you to at least do your part in this to help the Celtics get to victory. Marcus Smart is by far a leader. Marcus Smart is playing lights out. 
I'm just ready to see what Gordon Hayward gonna do. Me personally, I hope Brad Stevens don't start um, Gordon Hayward once he says he's ready to go. Outside is just ready to go. Like we says he's ready to go, and he says I'm ready to play like the start. No, 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 no. The lineup is fine. The lineup is fine. I know you might want some bench power, but right now the way the momentum is in smart's way, let Gordon Haywood come off the bench after years. But I know the first game, of course, he ain't gonna start. Maybe he wanna start the next game. Marcus Smart is fine where he's at right now. Let Gordon Haywood produce that production with that boy. You can sit down, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And if he's healthy and he says he's ready, he can do something. You keep that scoring in. Marcus Smart is that dog, that leader on both ends of the floor. You need him on the floor. You need him on the floor. But Kimba, you got to win your matchup. And I know a zero win, it's a long series. I get it. I know that. I know. I know it's a long series. But you got to win your matchup, Kimba. You ain't been used to this in Charlotte. And I'm a, I'm a North Carolina man. I've been North Carolina all my life. Charlotte ain't got to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is new to you. But you've been in situations where you had to win basketball games, whether it's at UConn or even the second round of the playoffs. This is new, but it got it has to get done. Just that simple. Do your part. You got a chance. Excuse me. Do your part, you will get to the finals. Yeah, I said it. Do your part, you guys will get to the finals. Dwayne Moore says, I agree, bro. If we don't take game two, it may be over for us. I ain't going to say that yet. Denver Nuggets just said that. By the way, we get to that in a little bit. By the way, we get to that in a little bit. You said Denver Nuggets always said the game over. They didn't quit, did it? Toronto Raptors didn't quit, did it? Even though it took them to game seven to lose, but they didn't quit, did it? So we, we can't say that. But what we can say is, Boston Celtics can get it done. All right, people. Here, here's a very emotional situation here, people, I want to discuss. The L.A. Clippers versus the Denver Nuggets. It's a sad, sad day today. It was a sad night last night. A lot of disgruntled fans, a lot of fans who hate LeBron James, for no matter what, how he wins, if he ain't the Jordan type. But the one team that you thought, no question in your minds, people, in your minds, that you thought that was going to win and beat LeBron James, keep him from getting to the championship. So all y'all can get on Facebook, your social media pages, Twitter, wherever you at, it says, LeBron did it again. He choked again. He choked again. Guess what? He ain't got no hands around his neck. He ain't got no hands around his neck to choke. Hit him by a choke. The team that you thought, Paul George, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, let you guys down. Again, of course, people didn't watch the Houston Rockets. And regardless of how bad the series was, a 5-1 sweep, and the LA Lakers, those guys are really hated outside of AD. But the, the series that you were going to watch, right, the series that you were going to watch was the L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers. You were going to tune into that. You were going to post about that. You was going to talk about that series. You was going to talk a lot about that series. 
Every time LeBron made a mistake, you I was gonna be up there. You can't talk about that now. The dream is over. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up right now. Wake up right now. Because Kawhi and Paul George, PG-13, playoff P, whatever you want to call them, let you guys down. It's sad. This is really sad. Kawhi Leonard, you left the Toronto Raptors, which me personally, if you win the Toronto Raptors right now today, you're still playing. Toronto Raptors are still playing. They have all the pieces, but now you made those role players play bigger parts with the Toronto Raptors. You have a guy like Kawhi that's already there, and those role players can play their position. They're less pressured. You're asking those role players to do more, which they get it. It was a business. We knew that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to stay. But look, they offered him the, they just about let him do whatever he wanted to do. They pretty much offered him everything in Canada. Gave him houses. They gave him businesses. They told him if he stay, he can have this, he can have that. Not only just the max, they would have decided to give him the world. They was really the shoot. If that was a king in Toronto, they had like a king instead of a presidency or somebody who led the government over there. He probably could have done that. The way they was giving him stuff, they was handing him stuff. They was handing him that. He could have easily got to the Eastern Conference Finals and got to the NBA Finals again with this Toronto Raptors team the way it's set up. He was that missing piece. Now you're asking these guys to do more than what they expected. So now you're asking these guys to do what more than they expected, like Kyle Lowry. Siakam. Siakam played a great season. But if Kawhi Leonard was there, he would have been a good role player. Now you ask him to elevate his game, which is cool. All these players at one time need to elevate that game. But if, if Kawhi Leonard is still with Toronto right now today, whether we like it or not, they get back to the NBA Finals with the team they got. They took Boston Celtics to a seven-game series, but they didn't have that one player to get them over. Regardless, I understand that Kawhi Leonard had a bad night last night with 14 points in, as in, in, in the L.A. Clippers uniform, right? The Toronto Raptors uniform, he's not going to have that. I know people say, you don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that, Romano Sports, Ryan Jones. You don't know that. But it never gets to this situation because they would have found a way to win. He, could, he, could, he probably could have had 16 points, and the Toronto Raptors could have found a way to beat the, the Boston Celtics. In the series in game seven, he hadn't had the greatest game, but that team overall, role players are really, really good. They're good. You got guys who can knock down shots on a consistent basis, like Carolina and Van Fleet. Do you got big men like Ibaka and, and Gasol can rebound well? Do you got Siakam playing good? Do you got a kid Powell coming off the bench playing good? And the number three kid, the Powell kid, them guys that had to do but so much. He even had to score 20 probably to get past these guys in game seven. It's a different story when you play against different niggas. So what I'm saying is, you made all these moves, Kawhi Leonard. Everybody save you. He's going to go to the Western Conference. He's going to dethrone the King, King James. And we're going to be able to talk about how Kawhi Leonard beat King James and AD. Guess what? You better wake up, raw thoughts. Because your dream is over. Get over it. You'll be all right. Just like y'all told people when LeBron lost a lot, get over it. You'll be all right. It happens. Some days you have good days. Some days you have bad days. And apparently in game seven, the L.A. Clippers had a bad night. It happens. So what? They better figure it out next year. I don't know what they're going to do when Doc Rivers. Is Doc Rivers going to stay? What are they going to do about the organization? But my point is, 
two star players in game seven who makes majority of the money on the LA Clippers. Kawhi Leonard had, Kawhi Leonard played 41 minutes, baby. Only had 14 points. PG-13 played 38 minutes, had 10 points. Your leading scorer is the sixth man of the year. And he's from the from, from, from my area. And, I, and I'm glad he did, because he did well for his part. He did his part. Montrez Hale did his part. He played 25 minutes and scored 20 points. Your leading scorer is coming off the bench. What are you guys doing? The LA Clippers. No matter what the situation is, you got to find a way to dig deep and find it happen. A lot of people always talk about where Russell Westbrook, how he shoot too much, how he out of control. That effort would have been there. That effort won't be there from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That, and he would have found a way to score. I don't care how many times he shot the ball. He wouldn't end up with no 14 to 10 points. I don't care how much he would have ball hauled. He wouldn't end up with no 14 to 10 points. That won't happen with Westbrook. On a bad night, on a sloppy night, that won't happen. He gonna give it, even last week, we saw last week, when, even when the game was over, he knew the game was over. They was up down by, they were down bad to the LA Lakers. They were down bad to the LA Lakers, right? He still was saying, even though in a losing effort, telling them guys they better double him. No, he might not even score on the double team, but it's the principle. He still was like, I'm not giving up. These guys are down by 20 with like two minutes left in the game. And, and no, kudos to the Denver Nuggets. Don't get it twisted. Denver Nuggets are very athletic and they're very good. But to beat this so-called deep team, the L.A. Clippers, everybody's favorite, it was pure horrible. It was pure horrible. And it's not knocking Divinus, because Divinus is a good team. This bubble has showed us really, people, that home court advantage matters. Home court advantage matters because you have the fans that's on your side to help your home team out. But when it's time to play basketball, with or without the home court, it's put up a shut up. Either you can play or you can't. And you see guys like Jokic having a field day. Well, I mean, Jokic's playing well. Jamal Murray playing well. When you inside that gym, that practice facility, or whatever you want to call this bubble, you got to really play. And it showed. Bucks went home, best record in the NBA. Miami sent them home quick. Of course, Houston going to lose to LA. I even predicted that, like Houston going to lose to LA. Then you got the LA Clippers lose to Denver. Denver has came back in two series. And, and took it out in seven games. You can't help but respect this team. Jokic and Brian find a way to get it done. What everybody thought that the LA Clips were supposed to do, right? They're supposed to find a way to get down. I don't care if we go game seven. People, the fans, the LeBron haters are like, Kawhi, you got to get it done. Now, it's just like, I don't even, I, I want to make sure I'm saying the story correct because, like, I don't even know if I'm saying the story correct. But when the clock struck twelve, the clock struck struck twelve, right? For Cinderella, everything came back in reality. That that's, that glass slipper was magic, right? But I might be saying the story wrong. I'm telling you, I might be saying the story wrong. I maybe not because I forgot about the fairy tales. It wasn't one of my favorites, by the way. Raw thoughts. But the reality came when it, the clock struck twelve. We really saw who the real Kawhi 
and Paul George is. And by the way, I'm going to get to my comments in a second. I saw somebody put a comment. Paul George, you're in the same category as Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You can't run away. You failing yourself in, in crucial moments. I'm not saying you failed the whole series. Your numbers don't lie. But I'm always a firm believer, not just about the facts and the stats. I'm about winning situational basketball. When it comes to winning situational basketball, you are not it. And the facts will show you the greatest problem, probably the Hall of Famer, maybe. I don't know. But when it comes to facts, when it comes to situational basketball in key moments, PG-13, you got a lot of pictures on your Instagram about how you like to go fish. Maybe in crucial moments, you need to go back fishing. Go, go, go catch that bass. Because that's what you do a lot of. You love to fish. It isn't that wrong with that. Let's give you a peace of mind. I get it. But you ain't, you ain't ready for the big moment. You was in Indiana. You was in OKC. You probably ain't no Russell Westbrook, right? You, you didn't mind getting traded to, to the LA Clippers. And Russell Westbrook was cool with it. Then they find ways to trade Russell Westbrook. They got rid of the whole team and they knew they were going to win. And I get that. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is a guy you probably can't win, can't build a team around. I, I get it. But he's still my favorite because he ain't going to give up. You, my guy. You, PG-13. You, King Fisher. King, reel it in, get it out. You. You are disappointing in crucial seconds of a game. It's getting sad. And I know Kawhi Leonard, because he played better. Now, nobody's not going to put the blame on him. It's few people that will. Because at the end of the day, he won with San Antonio. He won with Toronto. But regardless, because we've seen Paul George past failures, people are still going to point the blame at Paul George. We've seen successful Kawhi Leonard. We haven't seen a successful Paul George. So it's easy to say, Paul George, you always fail. So it's easy to blame you, old Kawhi Leonard. Should, it, should both don't get the blame? Yes, they should both get the blame. Will they both get the blame? I don't know. It's up to you people to think what you think. Your raw thoughts, your, your, your thoughts, your opinion on it. Mr. Calvin, Calvin Atkinson, my mentor, my main man, you know, he said um, the Clippers have the best team on paper. If the season starts tomorrow, they will start they will still be in the top five teams to lead ahead of Boston. True. I, I agree with that. I ain't going to debate you about that. I agree with that. Because of the papers and the, and the, the, the players they have. They have a, but don't get it twisted. Boston still is coming. Because they're young. It's like, it's a situation of you got the youngsters versus the elders. And as your grandma, your mama, your great-grandma, whoever you were raised by say, respect your elders. The elders are Kawhi Leonard. The elders are Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The youngsters are Jason Tatum, Kevin Walker, Jalen Brown. But we don't know what they're going to do when it comes to crunch time again. They got to get back. Don't let LeBron catch the momentum. Denver might have got a little, little pep in their step. They might add somebody next year, maybe do something. I don't know what they're going to do. You know how these front offices do. They change night and day. But if it's winning and it's a philosophy that helps and it wins, they stay with it. They stay with it. But to say that that's what it is, I, I get it. 
But honestly, people, the basketball world is sad right now, man. The basketball world is really sad because even though Denver is a really good team, they played in the bubble, they put up a shut-up, and they showed what they were worth, it's still really, really, really sad because nobody, regardless of the situation, we know anybody can win any night, the expectation, the expectation was for the L.A. Clippers to win. And that's what hurts people's hearts. The expectation, the LeBron haters or whoever hate LeBron, was expecting that the L.A. Clippers were supposed to find a way to win game seven. No matter what, they're supposed to find a way to win game seven so we can see Kawhi, Paul George, AD play. And I ain't gonna lie, Jokic's gonna be a handful. Jamal Murray gonna be a handful. But the way they strategize, they'll probably find a way to, to neutralize Jamal Murray. Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, that staff, they found a way to neutralize James Harden, which I think James Harden is a better scorer than Jamal Murray. They'll find a way to neutralize Jamal Murray. It'll happen. Unless they just flat out fall out. The Denver Nuggets just flat out just beat them bad, and the Lakers just, just let down and lay down, which I doubt the Lakers are going to lay down on that level. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm trying to look at this post real quick, people, in the, in the comments here. I thought I saw another comment. Maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. So either way, what I'm saying is that was a sad, sad, sad last night. Who really thought that the Lakers – who really thought that, excuse me, the L.A. Clippers were going to lose that game? So few, very few around the country. But in everybody's mind, you thought that that – The Clippers were going to win this game. That's all I got, Raw Thoughts. Maybe next year, Clippers. PG-13, you like to go fishing anyway. Go catch you some big fish. You ain't got no choice. You got plenty of time now. Plenty of time. You ain't got to worry about dealing with LeBron. You ain't got to worry about dealing with AD. You ain't got to worry about dealing with the Lakers. Hey, you truly disappointed me. But, hey, I'm only one guy. I ain't no telling who else you disappointed. My next question, people, I'm going to take a little break from that, that subject because I'm done with that subject for, the, for now. I'm done with that. So I'm going to ask this question to the people. Can James Harden carry, and regard, the series was 5-1 against Lakers, do we really think James Harden can carry Harden I'm gonna ask Mr. Calvin. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop because I saw I saw a question. Mr. Aggie said, "Who did you predict to win that game?" I predicted the LA Clippers. Ain't no question. So I'm, I'm hurt. I expected something better. I really thought they would find a way to dig deep to win that game, and they let me down. So I did pick the Clippers to win that game, and that's a sad situation for me because I'm hurt. I didn't think that was gonna happen. I thought the little quiet, mumble, New Balance endorsement guy was gonna find a way to win it, and he didn't. But here we go again. Can James Harden carry a team as the number one option to the NBA Finals? Maybe, maybe not to me. I'm going to tell you why. Because maybe you put the right piece around the role players around them. This is why him and Chris Paul can't get along. Because they're both ball-dominant players. They both need the ball all the time. 
The reason why Chris Paul, CP3, played so well at OKC, he didn't have to worry about nobody being ball dominant. It was his job to be ball dominant and make things happen. That's why it took him to game seven, because he had a way of making it happen for that team. James Harden, probably, that's probably why they didn't, James Harden him can click, because he likes to hold the ball just like James Harden likes to hold the ball. So James Harden was like a pick of choice. Do we need Chris Paul? Do we go with James Harden? Which we know Chris Paul been in the for years. So, you know they're going to go with James Harden. He's a young guy. But the style of play, they both need the basketball in their hands. Neither one, of course, you know, at OKC back then, he was off the ball. But he became the, the franchise of the team. So, that's a different source. So, that's a long time ago. Even though it was back in 2010, 2011, it's still a long time ago. James Harden needs the ball in his hands. He needs the ball in his hands. So, I'm pretty sure it sounds like that he went to me. To me now, Rob Roth thought sound like me like, man, Chris Paul gotta go. And probably why he said it because he wanted the ball in his hands. He didn't want nobody hold, holding the ball. Russell Westbrook really doesn't hold the ball. He just made calls turnovers. He gets rid of the ball quick, man. He's shooting it quicker, whatever. So ain't gonna be a lot of ball song, Russell Westbrook. It's either make a move and go. Plus him and Russell Westbrook played together before. So Russell Westbrook did kind of like take the lead role, like, hey, this is your team, James Harden. He get it. But when he got the ball, he did what he had to do, regardless if it was good or bad. Him and Chris Paul probably didn't work because they both need the ball. So now I'm looking at, like, if James Harden can get the right role players, the right coach around him now, because Mike D'Antoni gone, which he might get a job, which I'm just completely shocked. Like, this dude can – this dude is the, the best at negotiating him and his agent, whoever it is, negotiating his contracts, making sure he get guaranteed contracts. So even when he walked away from his job, he still get all his money from Houston. Regardless. And now you better get another job over some other coaches right away. But now they got a new coach coming in. Don't even know if Russell Westbrook or James Harden gonna stay, which I think they are because them two contracts are high money. I don't know who, who's gonna take up the Russell Westbrook contract right now. OKC got a deal for it because the reason why they got the deal, Houston probably made it, the move on that deal, but it was more of a James Harden one that to happen. If James Harden wanted to have him, Russell Westbrook still be in OKC. Chris Paul still be in Houston. And I knew that, but ain't too many folks going to take a Russell Westbrook contract. I don't even know if I want to say because his, his triple doubles and everything happened, and thank God for KD leaving. I know probably Westbrook probably like, thank God he left because now he got a big contract. People got to honor that contract. They take that contract. He's the second best play, second highest paid player in the league. So you got to honor that contract. It ain't too many folks going to take that contract. Houston may keep it, but if you take that contract, you can't get around. Get, get, you can't get no players around Russell Westbrook. So that's a whole nother scenario right there. So I think he'll stay in Houston. They're going to try to figure it out. They ain't got no choice to the contracts over with. I don't know who's going to coach the team, though. I don't know who's going to coach the team. But it has to be somebody who can understand those two dominant personalities. And if they understand small ball, they got to bring in a big man who's really good at small ball. Not just the small ball they had with, like, just P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker had a handful on him, man. Yeah, deal with A.D., LeBron. If he would have got further, he probably had to deal with Jokic. That's, that's tough, man. That's tough. So I'm just here to say, man, like, you can't expect that out of uh, – you can't expect that that team to just do two James Harden and 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 Russell 
I don't know. Some people may think you may get traded to Knicks, James Harden maybe. I don't know what's going to happen. But those are some healthy contracts. And it ain't no pay cuts unless they say, unless James Harden, Russell Westbrook says, I'm going I'm to I'm sacrifice my contract to get brother players. Which I seriously doubt it because they got to try to eat. They in a situation now, they have been around for a while, they ain't won no championships, it's about to take care of their family. If they can live that comfortable life with that big contract, then they're going to live that comfortable life. But my raw thoughts, man, your questions, man, um, dude, I'm going I'm to bring this question back up on my next podcast in live stream. Do you think James Harden could be a number one option on a basketball team and get them to the NBA Finals? All right, I'm done with that. So, should Kawhi stay in Toronto? That's the next question. Should Kawhi stay in Toronto after all this, this madness to go out the second round? I say yes. He should stay in Toronto. He would have got way more than what he got this year. It was a disappointing year. A lot of people say him and Paul George are going to win. But the team in the East that he had for the Toronto Raptors could have got to the NBA Finals. EDB had 15 to 16 points. Those guys know how to pick it up when he's down. I don't know what the Clippers could do when he's down. As we've seen, they can't pick it up when he was down. No matter if it's game six, game seven, Kyle Lard, Van Fleet, somebody would have showed up to help those guys wheel their way. They wheeled their way to a seven-game series where they, everybody thought the Celtics and that series was over. They thought the Celtics was about to sweep Toronto. They found a way to, want to take that series, excuse me, take that series to game seven, right? Bring the guy like Kawhi in there helps. Even if he gives 10, 12, 14, 15 points. They could have they could have won the East. He could have got all the money in the world he wanted and still won the East with the team he had. Now you looking at a second round exit with a team you try to put together, a team that you believe in, and it happened. I don't know if you blame the coach, I don't know if you blame Paul. Paul George, I don't know who you blame. But either way, it shouldn't have happened. For people who thought that this was going to happen, was truly shocked, and it's unacceptable for you guys to lose to L.A. So, to me, it's like, should you really left Toronto, Kawhi? Should you really left? I'm going to leave that as a question. I ain't even going to answer no more. Should you really left Toronto, and you had everything you wanted in Toronto, all the money to where you wanted, the ability to probably even stay, you could have did everything you wanted from outside of basketball in Toronto. They gave you everything you wanted to a championship. A team that was yours to now you try to build a championship, getting back home to California, and it all went south. Bubble or not, I feel like no matter what, if it's the bubble, fans or not, you're supposed to find a way, Kawhi. You're supposed to be, they say KD, LeBron. Now you got Greek, Steph, all them guys. You're supposed to be the, the guy in between that, that, that little group of people that I had that I just named. You're supposed to be that same guy that – finds a way to get it done, and it didn't happen. I don't know. That's a decision you got to make, and you did make it. You decided to go to L.A., so you thought you made the right decision. It is what it is. It be like that sometimes. Now, people, my last topic for today, the NBA all-team selections. Do you agree or do you disagree? Tell me your thoughts. That's another question I ask in the next podcast. First team, Greek, LeBron, Harden. Anthony Davis and Luca. First team: LeBron, Greek Freak, Harden, Anthony Davis, and Luca. 
The second team. Kawhi, Jokic, Dame, Chris Paul, Siakam. Kawhi, second team again, second team again, NBA second team. Kawhi, Jokic, Dame, Chris Paul, Siakam. Do you agree or do you disagree? Now the third team. We got Tatum. We got Jimmy Butler. Gilbert. Simmons. And my God, Westbrook made the cut, baby. Russell Westbrook made the cut. Do we agree or do we disagree? Leave your comments. And the Raw Mind Sports page on Facebook. But either way... And when I see the comments, I'm going to address them on my next podcast. By the way, people, if you didn't catch this live stream, no worries. And I'm saying it now because it's going to be on my podcast. Tune into my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. This will be up in a few minutes. So you get to catch that. Just tune into the audio podcast. Raw Mind Sports Podcast. Again, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Google Play, Podbean. That's all, people. Have a great Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, whatever you're doing. Raw thoughts from Mr. Jones himself.